Girl, you played me, did me so shady Got me in my feelings I can't trust lately You so lame, took me as a game Fake guys are dogs, well, all girls the same Karma, where you at? You better have my back Cause you know damn well I didn't deserve Hello. that and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. And we've got another incredible showtime, a thought-provocative showtime that we're going to go with our podcast today. And before we get into the content and uh, the really heavy lifting part of our podcast, I want to throw a couple of sports facts at you. And uh, we call this Fast Facts, but it also kind of has that name of Stump Sean. Oh, yeah, Let's that's, see if what you know this one. that's what it is, sure. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Let's see if you know this one. Uh, Sean, what is the biggest participant sport in the world? Biggest participant sport in the world. Do you have any idea? Probably uh, the marathon. You know, that would make a lot of sense, but it's not close. Damn. Over, over 100 million people hold fishing and hunting licenses. You know what? Hey, fishing is the biggest participant sport in the world. I, I, I see that now, as you say it. Yeah. You know, I'm starting not to like this damn segment. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I don't, I don't get them until hindsight. If this was called hindsight. 2020 or something you know maybe okay. i'd be good but hey but right. true little, little little fact here um bring it my bring grandfather it. was a, a avid hunter so okay. i got my hunter safety license i did my hunter safety license course at about 14 just so i can nice. get out and uh go hunting with him he liked the rabbit hunt you know oh that's cool and that was something he used to do every thanksgiving well he used to do it all the time he had rabbit dogs and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but it was like a rite of passage for me growing up, and I wanted to spend as much time with my grandfather as I could. Um, and um, so I went and sat in uh, a course. Uh, of course, you know, I'm in a rural area of Maryland, so if, I mean, hunter safety courses, it was at the, the middle school, I think. Um, right. So I was able to to, uh, to get my license so I can get out there. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away before I could actually uh, – uh, go out with them, you know, mm-hmm. but I always remember, mm-hmm. you know, that th- those moments. So, sure. But yeah. Yeah. I, I should have thought about that, though, the fishing piece. Yeah. In particular. So yeah. along the same lines, do you know what sport is the most attended and watched on television in the world? Um, Maybe NASCAR. Mm. Is that no, close? you got to You got to think a little bit more worldwide. Oh, worldwide. NASCAR is more North America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hook me up, as you always do. What, what is All right. It? Now, there's a little bit of a debate whether it's horse racing okay, or soccer. Now, I think like about soccer, soccer worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. soccer worldwide yeah. if you think about it because uh, – um, no, you know, it, there's it makes total South sense. South America, Europe, even here in North America, right. you know, and, and even in Asia now, soccer is getting Man, big. Why do so you it think it most... never really took off in America, though? Um, you know, the mainstream sports, that's a great question. That really is. The mainstream sports have the television contracts right. and soccer gets big around the Olympics and the world cup. Oh, and then world it kind of dies down. Yeah, it is. And then it kind of dies down for a year or two until the next big thing. Um, and soccer though, you know, as we are kids, when we're kids growing up, I played soccer. We had something called NYSO. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it's the huge. National it's Youth huge. Soccer Organization. Absolutely. Yeah. And more kids play that, but when they get older, uh, you know, they either fall out of sports, and we talked about that as well, especially the girls that, you know, was something like three and five girls after the age of, what, 14, yeah. kind of wane off of sports. Yeah. And so, you know, the um, soccer in particular is not as covered on television. It doesn't get the media exposure. The money in soccer is different than it is in football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey. Right. So um, it's a great sport that is inexpensive. All you need is a pair of shoes, basically, cleats, and you can get out there and run around with a ball. I, it, it, My parents put me into it because it was an outlet. I was hyperactive, if you couldn't tell, when I was a kid. Oh, so they no. wanted me to Are run around and burn myself Are out. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm sure you... You were giving them fits. Oh, yeah. I still do at 54 years old. Right. But, oh, yeah, I was a terror when I was younger. So soccer was a great outlet. So it just, you know, it, it's it's hard I to explain. I can't remember me. You know, I, I'm sure I played soccer. I just yeah. don't have any memories of soccer. You know, I, mm. you know, well, growing up in Maryland, you know, we had four seasons, you know. So yeah. it was either, you know, we would have indoor soccer. But I guess that's yeah. futsal, yeah. you know, from in California, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. but everything, you know, so we had track and then you had indoor track, you know, so you always had, you know, indoor sports because of the winter. That makes sense. You sure. know, so sure. Um, I just never thought about like, hey, I want soccer was there. But for me, it was like football, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to yeah. play football, then I play basketball. Um, right. Of right. course, you know, baseball was there for sure. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, but yeah, I never, I just don't have any memories of me scoring a goal. So I can only assume okay. I must suck. You know, <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I have more memories of kickball than I do soccer. Yeah. Right. I can remember being a kickball king, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Really putting mm-hmm. it on some people. I could see that. But I could see that. But soccer? I have no memories as a kid playing. So I'm going to have to ask some people, did I even play? I don't know if I played or not. You know, you've also got to go and look at the time of the year that some of the other sports are being played. Because if soccer is an October sport, as they're playing, like the Champions League is playing right now, normally, yeah, normally, you know, football's going on, basketball just ended. So what other sports is it going up against? Because the other sports get more coverage. No no doubt about it. So I'm I'm definitely not, you know, in no disrespect, because I love soccer now, you know, as an adult. I love the World yeah. Cup. I think it just brings everybody together. Nothing mm-hmm. else just brings everybody together. And then here's the cool thing with the World Cup. Everybody's like on an overnight schedule, <laughs> you know, when the World Cup is, Cup is going. Like, oh, yeah. they, they zombies. Two in the morning, you're watching games. <laughs> Three in the morning, you're yeah, watching yeah. games. So it, it's really, really unique. And um, um, I, I love it from that standpoint. But um, I, I don't think I was ever picking soccer over football, basketball, wrestling you know right. i just I mean, that wasn't my thing but uh shout out to those who who love it who love sure absolutely yeah. it's it, as i say you know the world watches soccer and when the world cup or the olympics are happening and i watch it at times too in, i watch like hey that's my thing and yeah and really oh, yeah. that's really not my thing but i watch no, it like I know. That when the world cup comes on i'm i'm all for it because every country's pulling right and it, right. it's life or death <laughs> for some of the countries it is it is. And depending on where it's being held, World Cup, you know, if it's South America, if it's Asia, same with the Olympics, you might have to be awake at two in the morning right. to watch it. 
You, yeah. You know, and so it, it's crazy, Sean. Real quick question. Uh, real quick story. So yeah. I remember I was in Jamaica, um, Montingo. I think Montingo Bay, mm-hmm. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly that cricket was getting more airplay than the NFL playoffs when I was there in January. Right. Right. That's you know, true. You know, so I was trying true. to find a football game and pretty much everything that was would have been on ESPN three was on primetime ESPN. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't that's find a, the NFL game. Right. During right. the playoffs I mean, at that point, Sherm. I was like, this what, is crazy, but cricket is amazing too. So Yeah, yeah. But you know, you if you look internationally, how popular is American football outside of America. Right. Yeah, there are people that watch it. There are Americans all around the world, and there are other countries that are interested in it because we've experimented. You know, we've held games in in England, in London, right. um, Mexico, obviously. But you know, outside of those those countries, uh, you know, soccer has been big in Europe, obviously, for as long as football's been big in the United States, and it's just hard to crack that that. Um, I guess you would say that soccer wall or, you know, in Mexico, soccer as well. Right. I was there during the, the NCAA basketball playoffs. I was in Mexico one year and I couldn't find any of the games. There was soccer everywhere on TV. Yeah, crazy. So you know, I was and, going, you know, yeah. Shameless plug, but Westcliff got one of the best soccer programs, you know, uh, in the country. I mean, our women went, what, 9-1 in their inaugural yes. year? So, yeah, and um, our men had a winning team, um, a winning record Absolutely. As well. Shout out to uh, – Coach Tom and uh, Coach Joey. Oh yeah, and and Coach Stephen. You know, we, oh we Stephen, don't want to forget man, Stephen. We Campos. can never. I mean, we can never forget him. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah, Matter yeah. of fact, he's he, in Vegas. What the pro team he's at now? Yeah, I I don't recall. Off Whatever top of my the head, pro team in Vegas yeah, is, he moved on. That's where he is. He's doing big time things now. Yeah, he's killing it. Hey, you know, uh, I want to talk about our climate today. I know we're, we're kind of segueing here a little bit. We are just a few days short of uh, a very influential election here in the United States. And so politics is taking center stage, and it has for the last week or two, actually for the last few years, obviously. But, uh, you know, we're just a couple days away. And I wanted to talk a little bit and get your perception of the political climate as it pertains to sports mm. and our sports figures and what our responsibility is uh, as sports figures and sports programs to the political climate if we do have a responsibility. As an example, um, Chris Paul, obviously outspoken, which is great. Uh, you know, a lot of the NBA players are. We're, we'll talk about LeBron in a little bit here. But the other day, Chris Paul led a walk, a very peaceful walk of 2,500 people down the street to go vote. He organized this. It's not really a march. It it was a walk so they could turn in their ballots and vote. That is the political influence of sports. Now, there are other figures who kind of stayed away from the political side of it. Tiger Woods hasn't been very political. Has he ever, though? Yeah, that's the thing. So my question to you... I mean, he has to a point when it came to him, you know... Um, having diversity in in golf to a point, you know? okay. But okay. but I think you know the Tiger Woods thing was, you know, um, a lot of people in the black community just felt like at first Tiger Woods couldn't identify with who he who he was, right? But but he did play it safe, if you want to 
say that. Yeah. He played it. Yeah. I, he was kind of on the safe side politically. <clears throat> um, and there are those that um, kind of delved into it. <clears throat> Pardon me. Michael Jordan's political contribution was saying, the same quote, way. Yeah, Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah, they do. He was, they do. Hey, yeah, look, listen, man. that's true. Hey, I mean, it's a lot of uh, truth to what what he's saying, right? Um, at this point, you know, uh, I can't be upset with Jordan. With the climate has changed, right? Far as what black men could say then and what they can say now. Right. Okay. So and and the totally, political climate right. might have been different. There may be obviously a different president or a different. Well, we got a different generation. Let's shout out to the millennials and, and Gen Z. Right. They're okay. not taking none okay. of that crap. I mean, they they want fairness. They want equality, and, and they voicing it. You know, uh, Jordan was in a, a time of the baby boomers. That generation right. is different. Right? right. That was part of the generation tailing off from slavery. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not just for black men, you know, in general, but for white Caucasian women, the same discrimination was happening in women in general. Right. And I still think women are still the most discriminated um, race right now, you know, in, in, in the world. If you really think about it you know, and, and don't get me wrong, um, unarmed black men, you know, yeah, is there course. too. Right. Yeah, but yeah. But pertaining to Chris Paul, you know. I mean, he was credited of keeping the NBA afloat when the James Blake thing happened. You know, when that incident happened and and right. they shut down in a bubble, a lot of people said it was Chris Paul that was the glue that kept the NBA going, if you can imagine that. So he does have a strong voice. I know he's part of the governing body of the um, the PA. Yeah, you know, player association. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, for the NBA, uh, well respected um, in his field as a uh, quintessential point guard, so a leader, a floor general. So it only makes sense that he's in front leading. You know, okay. so but but he didn't have to, and really, um, he's taking a risk of his global brand, right, by doing that, right, because. Once you pick a side, especially in the political climate in 2020, it could either be positive or negative to his brand individually. And I think a lot of of um, athletes are very, very conscious of that. And, um, you know, and I get it because they're trying to build generational wealth. Right. And, and some of those things um, have prevented, you know, African-Americans from from building generational wealth. You know, one being like I just heard something kind of crazy out of the uh, Trump 2020 camp, like really alluding to black people don't want to be successful. Right. I think his son Kushner said. Yeah, I saw that. too. Yeah. Which is freaking ridiculous. Right. And one example I just said was, well, when they do want to be successful, us, I'm African-American. Right. And they want to build generational wealth. Go back to 1921 in the Tulsa Massacre, right? And and still uh, documented as the worst uh, violent crime against race in American history, right? Over 35 square blocks, you know, in that district was just pillaged, just, just people killed, man. And they used private planes and, you know, it was pretty much... 
a, a, a race war, right? They just cleaned them out. It was it was one of the richest communities, right? They called it Black Wall Street. If people don't realize, and you can go check it out and and get all the facts. But you know that that was just an unfounded, untrue statement, right? And to think that that happened in 1921, we understand slavery, and we're in 2020, and we're still marching. People are still marching across this globe, right, for um, against racism and for equality. We better than that. That's all I'm saying. We're better. Yeah, than that. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. But you know something. Um, when you are, we, we were talking about your global brand and picking a side. Somewhere along the line, now these are established stars we're talking about. We're right. not talking about new stars that are right. entering their sports world. But for a, a while now, we have known the political point of view right. of LeBron James and Chris Paul. So they're which, not which which they're is not coming out politically but, right but, now. But he's in his prime too. So so let me tie it all together. What what my last statement was. So I, I say all that about the Tulsa massacre of you know. So of course black folks have been successful and every time they get some generational wealth or some momentum, something crazy happens. But I say that because it does impact the fact that African-Americans in, in the sports that we talked about, let's just talk about the NFL and, and the NBA being uh, a high percentage of African-Americans in those fields, but you only have, um, you have hardly no ownership, right? Because you can't build that generational wealth and then the new wealth that's being built by some of these great athletes, right? Old money don't want them to come in. So it affects sports because it affects the ownership side of it. It's, it, it I, I saw an astounding, astounding um, figure about how many black director of athletics it is in, in, in college, right? So we don't get a chance to be on the administrative side. It's okay to be super athletic and play the sport, but you're not, you don't have a strong enough intellect to actually manage the sport. You see it in coaching, mm -hmm. you see it in ownership, you see it in sure. administration. So it all ties itself together. Um, to your point, LeBron James, for me, you know, one of the reasons why he's the GOAT to me, because I have never seen an athlete in my time frame has done as much as he has done in his prime in like every arena, right? He's pretty much bulletproof. Yeah, right? he is. He is pretty much bulletproof, and he's not afraid. You know, we talk about your your sport, baseball, and how 42, you know, I don't have to say his name. If right. you don't know who 42 is, get, <laughs> hey, hey, put your back yeah. down. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, don't even come to the plate if you don't understand who 42 is. And, mm -hmm. and the things that he has helped to transition and change the complexity, right, of baseball, which still needs help, you know, and but now you see more than ever a lot of athletes using that platform. I mean, let's be honest, Kobe didn't really use the platform like that either. That's true. You know, that's true. and I know that's touchy, you know, in 2020, you know, guy rest Kobe's soul, but mm -hmm. I'm not putting him in my top five advocate, you know, you know, straight yeah, active, right? right? He's right. just not, you know, if we want to be honest. But his mentor was Jordan. So that, you know, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, you know? Okay. And, yeah, that and, makes sense. You know, so I can see his his uh, his outlook. But I think, Sherm, what you're alluding to today is, do we feel like it's their responsibility to do so? 
Exactly. That's exactly what I'm asking. Right. And and I believe they have a right not to. But if I'm investing in your brand, I expect you to. Okay. Me personally. Okay. All right. right? Because, yeah, I, I understand that entirely. Um, you know, they don't they don't necessarily start out that way. Once they have a great deal of success, and we're talking about people who are worldwide famous. Right. Because, and there are still plenty of others, you know, there are plenty of names that are in major league sports that don't get as much airtime off the court with issues as the well-known. Like and, and I get it, James it's anonymous donors, and, right? So, okay. you know, I get that. I'm not going to sit here and condemn, you know, the people we talked about, because I'm sure they put money silently in things, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, there's a great article about yeah. on ESPN about some of the owners right. who want to, who make donations politically anonymously yeah. because they don't want their name attached right. to it. Right, you yeah. know, and, and so, I think, you know, I'm sure that Jordan and and... You know, I'm sure that uh, Kobe and some of these other dudes, you know, Tiger and all of them, they threw money at it, right? I'm sure they did. You know, there's yeah. no doubt yeah. about it. I'm just assuming, you know, uh, no disrespect to the things they, they have done that I'm unaware of, right? Mm -hmm. But right. The, the problem is, I mean, it's just like if you're raising your family or raising a child. I can't remember how much money my parents give gave me over my lifetime but i can remember when they were absent at something that was important you know, events and different things of that nature right right so right. i'm just saying money alone you know um can't only be the formula you got to stand up front and present right you know in these situations also so others can emulate that right and so we can duplicate those behaviors so I'm sure at some point the money was stretched and, and some may say that's all they need to do. And and I'm saying to you, great, you know, and Charles Barkley's on record. Hey, I'm a person. I'm not a role model. I get it. Right. right. He's uh, he's actually said that. Right. That he's not a role model. Don't right. follow me. Don't right. follow me. Right. But I believe that when you are thrusted on that pedestal, right. The greatest flattery is what mimicking. Is that what they say, Sherm? I think. Yeah, yeah. They say imitation Imita is the sincerest form of flattery. Right. So how can we how can we do that for you if you're not staying accountable for? So, I, you know, it's a it's a touchy subject, you know, and um, and um, I'm sure we don't have you know all the details of what people do behind the scenes, but if the camera's in your face, I would like for you to use that platform. I think that was done this year. I really felt like the NBA and WNBA really uh, took the lead, you know, so I commend Adam Silver for probably pulling off one of the biggest um, diversity in initiatives ever that I've ever seen from a public standpoint. Um, the players had a lot to do with that, using their platform and understanding their network in the game of sports. Um, and then here's the cool thing about about it this year. It was um, stars who are not on the beaten path, who are not superstars, just professional players that was just as instrumental this year in their platform than our superstars. Jamal Murray was one. I mean, yes, he was. His yeah. shoes, you know, carried a lot of weight, right? Uh -huh. I mean, and, and then – 
what was so great about it is because the bubble really showed that it was dudes who could actually put in great narratives and, and, and represent themselves very, very well, right? Communicating at a high level. And, and, and you know, I hear it. Um, I see it through the Twitter world. You know, I always say the keyboard gangsters always prevalent, right? They don't ever want to be yeah. up and close. You know, the e- the email guys, you know, sure, hit you an sure. email. Then when you roll to the cubicle, they have nothing to say, right? Um, yeah. You know, but here's the deal. Like, I don't think the NBA was affected by um, bringing these issues to light based off their revenue. Because I know they lost like $1.3 billion. Yeah. It's, right. Uh, yeah. But it had yeah. nothing to do because that they were socially involved in sending a message of equality. It's, it's really stupid. That's a dumb thing, right? It was love. It was equality. It was togetherness. It was inclusion. So you're telling me they lost $1.3 billion because of that? People were trying to change that narrative as if that was the reason why they lost the money. Hmm. No, we're in a pandemic. That's that's why they lost the money. And then yeah. they also lost the money because they lost the China deal through mm-hmm. some of the things that were said by Moore and Moore, his camp, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. um, that played a significant role. And then China didn't get back on until the last final game, right? But they lost all that revenue. And, and, yeah. and, oh, and, yeah. and that was the first time, Sherm, I can really tell you that I, I saw um, LeBron kind of moonwalk back a little bit mm-hmm. on that situation, right? If it was any situation regarding money, brand, and it was getting kind of complicated, the China, the China thing was – when, you know, I don't know if he completely, you know, Michael Jackson moonwalked back, but he damn sure stopped, right? You know, yeah. and people was like, yeah. hey, Bron, hey, hey, you know, that's that yen over there, bro. You know, that's some, you better hold back. It's a lot of money over there, you know, for a your brand. A lot of influence, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. so he, he kind of hit the pause button there, or it appeared to be uh, the pause, to me, that the pause button was hit because it was really a touchy thing. And I think he went against Maury, right? In those comments, right? Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. he was okay. actually against Maury, and that and that, and that China situation was was really really something big. But we kind of yeah, oh yeah, over it. absolutely. Well, okay. While we're talking about LeBron, yeah. let me let me ask you this. Let me let me put this out there. Um, you know, there's he has been on Twitter. He has uh, actually gotten the ear of the president because yep. they kind of spar back and forth on Twitter. Who doesn't and, he uh, spar back and forth? With yeah, that's world. true. That's true. Um, and so, you know, uh, months ago, LeBron, I'm not going to go into who said this because I think a lot of people know who said this. When he starts to voice his opinion, he gets the answer from television hosts on conservative TV right. that's that say oh just shut up and dribble oh, and that's man. a quote we'll, oh okay my gosh. now now but here here's the thing I want to point out yesterday um, well known worldwide well known maybe the greatest golfer of all time next to Tiger Woods Jack Nicklaus right. and former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler come out in support of the president yeah now nobody has told them. To just shut up and go play your sport. Why Neither of them are playing their sport right now. Why, why well, you think that, they okay. So here's my here's my question. Obviously, there's bias, but is there unconscious bias in sports? Absolutely. I mean, why is there a double standard in that in that instance? I mean, everybody has the same platform. The powers that be, Sherm. The powers that be, mm-hmm. right? 
So, I mean, that's really where it comes down to. You know, I mean, I mean, that's where it comes down to. Uh, Jay Cutler. I mean, let's let's talk about Jay. You know, I don't know okay. you as a person, but career-wise, you should have been a lot better than what you were, right? So you, yeah, oh yeah, you, you just, pretty much was, was a, an It was a money. It was basically a money grab. Yeah, and then he did a you, television show with his right. wife, and now they're not even married. Yeah, you so you was an underperformer, bro. <laughs> like okay. yeah, you know yeah. I mean, pretty much everywhere he went, Denver, Chicago, right? He might yeah, have some yeah. other stuff. And then Miami, I uh, believe, oh, at the end, yeah. right? I don't know. I stopped watching him. You know? <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. I mean, million dollar arm, right? And, and, yeah. and nothing to show for it. You know, uh, and, no, and not really. And so normally when you can speak proud with your chest out is when you have done something in your sport, right? In your platform. But to your point, he's done nothing. And mm. he gets away with that. Now, I understand why, you know, Nicholas can get away with that, right? Because he was influential in his time, right? Um, is his nickname, is that the Golden Bear? The Golden Bear, right. Right, the Golden Bear, right? Damn it, that's yeah. a hell of a nickname. You're the Golden Bear, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I understand why the Golden Bear, right, could could actually get away with saying some of those things. And I don't know if he's even tweeting his own right now because he can't even get around the court. So, I don't, you know, um, I don't know what the influences are, but I understand that. And, and I'm hearing a lot of even – uh, rich uh, African-American males, right, uh, who kind of um, understand the dollar and want the tax benefits, so they line themselves up, right, with Donald Trump's political moves, right? And, you know, rapper 50 Cent say, hey, I don't want 20 cents, so I'm I'm with Trump, right, which is fine. Be who, be, vote for whoever you want to. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I serve this country you know, for everyone's freedom. So, you know, whatever rights you have, enjoy them, you know. Um, but since we're talking about sports and the reason why I brought the rapper 50 Cent in, because we know that uh, the culture is big, hip-hop culture is big in sports. Influential kind of go hand in hand, right? Right, you right. Know, they say every ball player want to be a rapper and every rapper want to be an athlete, right? Exactly. So, so it yeah. kind of go hand in hand. So it's been about also – you know, income, money, you know, taxes. You it know, usually is the right? bottom line. You yeah. know, so, um, and, and the same for owners. That's why I want to bring that up, right? You know, it's been a good run if you, in that top 1%, you know, in this administration, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because you have seen the benefits of your money increasing, how the wealthy continue to get wealthy. But, the common person that goes through the turnstiles supporting these organizations are common folk, as they like to say, right? You know, and they deserve equality, inclusion, togetherness, um, no racial divides, no tension, because that goes all against what we talk about in the locker room of being one team, one unit. So it's, it's, it's really convoluted if you think about it, Sherm. To Entirely the, convoluted. Right? I use that word all the time. Yeah, yeah. to the principles yeah. of what team is all about, right? Mm-hmm. It's divisiveness, and, 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 and people don't like that. But this young generation of millennials and, and Gen Zs are changing the complex of that. Now, the difference is they still have less income 
than the baby boomers, disposable income, right? So True. although they're the biggest millennials or the biggest youngest adult group now on record, but they have half the net worth, right? I think it's like 34% of the net worth. So they're not spending okay. as much. So that also influences advertising, marketing, and everything else. And, and you know, I know for our listeners today, we might be getting way deep in some water <laughs> and, and actually drowning okay. you, right? But this is what we do, you know, here, you know, you know, building greatness the, the warrior way. We, we understand that leadership, you know, is important. We understand saying what needs to be said is a leadership trait, and we're not afraid to do it today. And we're not mm-hmm. afraid to do it each and every day, and that kind of transcends, and, and, and it's about being um, transparent, sure? Sure, And uh, sure. We, we have to go down this road if we're going to be transparent, because as far as I'm concerned, and this is just my assertion, right, is that when you look back at the divide of the country and the political landscape and the social injustice, you always see athletes that rise up to the occasion and resonate and then make change. Very few industries can say that they touch the common people as much as athletes do because our global world loves sports more than anything else, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. How yeah, you, you know, how you feel about ahead. that? Well, um, you know, we had mentioned this in previous podcasts that right now, who has the biggest platforms? It's the sports stars. And the biggest of the sports stars have followings of millions and millions of people on social media. Right. They, they are the true influencers. You hear that word all the time. And it could be in a variety of subjects. But right now, because of the timing and our political landscape, that is where the focus happens to be. Yeah. And, and I, I wish that some of the big names in sports are like a little who, bit Sherm? more... Call them out, Sherm. Bit... <laughs> Call them out, Sherm. Say it with your chest, Sherm. Are a who are you talking bit more about? Vocal. Who? Who, Sherm? Well, think of my sport for a second. All right. Okay. It You're is saying baseball. Most... We're talking baseball. That's his sport. We are. Thank he you. He think it's but... basketball, but it's baseball, y'all. No. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's hunting. But hey, um, or it's jousting, actually, is oh, my best sport. Oh. So... I throw a shout out to Maryland. But, yeah, yeah. you know, if you think about baseball, as opposed to basketball, right now, most of the um, comments, I don't want to say rhetoric, but most of what we're hearing from the sports world politically is from basketball. Yeah, we, well, don't hear a, we don't hear a lot of it from baseball. We don't hear a lot of it from hockey we, or we from about that. football. Because there's not a lot of brothers in baseball no more, Sherm. Okay, but football. You kick football this out. is seven. Football Listen, is seventy percent African American. America's pastime, right, has neglected the African American community. The numbers. Yeah, don't we talked. Yeah, we talked about access. You yeah, know, we I talked mean, about it's, that. It's ballparks right? all over the place with no access for minorities. Right. There's right? only seven point seven percent of Major League Baseball is African American. Right, which is crazy for America's yeah, pastime. It's, Thirty percent is Hispanic now. Yeah. Oh, which is no. I have no problem with that happening. But what I'm saying is that we're talking about America, and we're not talking about immigrants, right? Coming True. over, playing the sport, or defecting from Cuba and the Dominican and everywhere else, right? Right. Right. There's not enough established programs in baseball at the grassroots level that is diverse. You know, 
Americans' pastime, you got to have some loot to play baseball, sure. You know, they, they're not letting the kids at the YMCA with low income get a bat and a ball and go out there and play. Okay, it's, but it's let's, let's, let's talk about the biggest names in the sports, yeah, not just I'm baseball, but the to, other sports. I'm waiting for you to say somebody in baseball yet that you, you felt that should be talking and it's not talking. You haven't told me that yet. Who? Say it with your chest. I understand these are your boys. You know, you from, you know, the Houston, you know, Astros organization. <laughs> these are your boys. You won a World Series. But call your boys out, Sherm. Call okay. them out. Who? Well, well, the, the players that get the most attention are those that have the Boy, biggest you contracts. Tamp, you tap dancing like the late Gregory Hines. You going to keep tap dancing? I mean, Sammy he Davis great, Jr. Boy. He was so know, fantastic. Can't, can't play the no, role okay. in the Okay, let's talk Mike you, Trout, okay, Bryce Harper, about, okay, so Mookie you, Betts. I get it. So you didn't want to run across Mike Trout in the streets, huh, in these, in these Anaheim streets. You know, Irvine right next door to Anaheim, and Sherman's a big in this game. He didn't want to run across Trout because he might have to put hands on him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You know, you're afraid that Mike, Mike, Mike Trout might put hands on you like he hit that baseball out the field. What's going yeah. on? Well, I got I mean, your back, Sherm. You, you he is, the Warriors. He is a, he's a, and he's a pretty private guy. Yeah, you know, okay. he doesn't, he is not controversy at all. Hey. And as a matter of fact, there are not a lot so he of. Tiger Woods. Of, you saying he Tiger Woods? He's Michael nobody, Jordan when it comes I'm to that? I'm saying no, nobody is Tiger Woods or Michael okay, Jordan. Okay, okay, okay. But hey, hey, listen. But hey, Trout, if you're gonna, money, if you're gonna, Trout got that money, baby. He got that contract. He untouchable. $430 million. He untouchable right now. Okay, His let's talk about Pat and Patrick Holmes, the largest single contract in the history of sports. But Patrick, but Patrick was a part of that that uh, NFL message, you know, standing out there, and that was one of the reasons why the NFL was able to make that move, because you know the power brokers, as far as athletes in the NFL, is your quarterbacks, right? Him and Russ Wilson, man, they was front 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 and center. They didn't back down from this, um, you know. Lamar Jackson, they didn't back down from this, you know. It's it's the most time that I can tell you in my lifetime that I've seen black quarterbacks which was, you know, a position that we wasn't supposed to be able to play. Yeah, Ask Lamar yeah. Jackson his rookie year when they said, hey, he's a running back, and he mm -hmm. came back and won the MVP and they shut everybody up, right, because yeah. it looked different. But, you know, shout out to Randall Cunningham and these guys who paved the way for that that never – Mike Vick to the world who never Keep going got back. a chance. Keep oh, going we, back. We, okay, take me back a little further than that. Who you Doug Williams. To? Doug Williams and then uh, Warren Moon, right? Was and Warren one, Moon, right? yeah, yeah, Spent yeah. most of his, his time outside the NFL, but could have been one of the best quarterbacks ever, right? But did oh, yeah. not get an opportunity, right, to be able to showcase their talents because they wanted them to fit in this cookie-cutter freaking, you know, um, uh, matrix of what they thought to be the, the, what a quarterback should be. And these guys have what? I mean, RPOs wouldn't even be around. You know, if it wasn't for the talent, you know, that some of these brothers brought to the quarterback position, you know, right? We thought option football couldn't be played at the pro level, but we don't want to give that respect. And we done seen everybody using RPOs, right? Run pass option for those who don't know. That's what that's right. all about, right? And, and brothers were running for their life forever. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you know, Russell Wilson don't get the just do. We want to recycle, you know, my boy, he's the GOAT. Tom Brady's the GOAT. We want to talk about how great he was when Russell Wilson been balling for the last year or two with no offensive line making it happen and just dropped the game, but yet he can't even be in the same conversation with some of these guys, which is crazy, right? So mm -hmm. it, it's still a lot of change that need to happen. But to your point, you know, so, so I don't digress too much, you're right. It is baseball stars that need to step up, right? Right. 
you know, but it's very few African-Americans of color in baseball now, you know, the, so so that means we need our Caucasian brothers that we love and care for to say the right things and do the right things. Now, you know, Mookie Betts is going to have a chance, right, to use his platform, you know, in a different way after the Dodgers just went ahead and won that World Series for La La Land in L.A., mm-hmm. you know, which is a great thing. Go Blue. So he's going to, you know, he's on the front of Sports Illustrated, I think, already, right? He's going to be yeah. able to cover everything else, right? And so he's going to be able to utilize that platform. And I always tell you, Sherm, when you're an African-American, and Stephen A. Smith, you know, from ESPN, you know, yeah. talks about this too, the obligations are heavy because it's an expectation in our community when you make it that you, you you put your hand out and bring the next man up, right? And, um, you know, so we are expected a little bit more to make sure that we pave the way for others so the change can continue to happen. But I'm here to tell you right now, Sherm, it doesn't happen unless everybody's playing ball. So that means I don't care what other race you are, black, white, you know, Dominican, whatever the case may be, you have to be an advocate of change and you have to speak up when you see things that are done wrong to your fellow brothers. And that's what being a teammate is, is stepping up for the next man left or right to you. Because we don't see any any color. That's That should be it. But we understand that the world operates different in mm-hmm. this caste system. You know, mm-hmm. you, know oh, yeah. you know, Mr. Marks wanted to do it in the Caucasus Mountains and come up with all these crazy things back in the day, right? And this kind of thing has just kind of continued to go on and, and, and really just plagued us as a nation, especially in America. But it's global. It's, it just it doesn't stop there. It's global, right? And uh, we just live in, in my opinion, in the best land of the of the world. We got a right to do what you always say, Sherman. What you say about America? What? What's the greatest right we have? We can say what we want to say and then what? Act it out? Well, no, I usually say we have freedom of speech, there but in go. the United States, we even we have freedom even after we speak. There you go. That exactly right. And all we ask in Sherm, and I think you're on the same plane with me, is people stand up for what's right. So speak. Yeah, but you know, I, I because there is a great deal of divisiveness in our country it politically. Is. Today, in the, I'm talking about today. Right. I think, you know, there are plenty of people. Everybody's got an opinion and you know what opinions are like, but yeah. they're afraid to say something because they think as it kind of goes back to your brand, you don't want people to think poorly of you. But, you know, they can make a, a, a private donation one way or the other to right. any political organization they want. But that's maybe the extent of it. Maybe they're afraid to stand up and say, hey, listen, this is wrong or this is where we need to focus our energy. Because if you're a huge public figure right. and you're in, in particular in sports, yep. um, are people going to stop buying your jersey with your name on the right. back of it? Right. Are I they mean, are they going to troll you on Twitter? I mean, it's you the know, same thing, you know, um, you know. It's, 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 you know, I'm so thankful that, you know, we work for a university that values education because that's what we're doing today, right? We're educating people. We're giving a voice to the voiceless. We're trying to serve the underserved, right? So um, even this topic we're having today could be misconstrued, right? Okay. But but well, yet it, it needs to be done because we understand one great leadership traits is going against the grain, right? 
And sometimes your voice has to be the lone voice, right, for change. So we also know in that same um, thought process that I just laid out there, and I think I painted a perfect Picasso, hmm. normally that first person who speaks is normally the sacrificial lamb because we don't want to get back and talk about, you know, my Kappa Alpha Psi brother, you know, who decided to kneel for police brutality, who still don't have a job. Right. In Kaepernick, right? right? We want to act like this dude didn't pay the price by by shining a light on it and haven't been blackballed. And he has. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yo, yo, that's my dude. And And you know, that is an interesting word. And the history of that word that you just used, Blackballed? Why is no. it blackballed? It's not whitebald. Hey, it's you get... not white ball yeah. elect, black ball eject. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, an interesting paradox, I guess you might say, because yeah. it, it it is exactly the well, black, I mean, let's, the let's history talk about... of, of African-Americans yeah. being... I mean, yeah, but that... this is all uh, what we call it, uh, subliminal messaging and micro-messaging of dominance, right? Just in okay. the yeah. game of chess, which I like to say I'm really, really good at. Sure. Okay, so okay. We, we need if to play you, chess. I'm it, saying that right now. Okay, but if you're select the white piece, you get to go first. Ah, okay. That's interesting. I didn't think about that, but right. yeah, white goes first. That's true. And that's and the most that, intellectual that's a metaphor. game. Right. And that's, that's the a metaphor most intellectual for society. game, yeah. right? You can actually play. Yeah. You know? I, mean, yeah. I, say, I, think you know, I ain't saying I'm Bobby Fischer or nothing, but, you know, I hold my own. Hmm. Okay. All you right. don't we're want none of play, this smoke. You don't want none of this. We're going to have to play chess. You don't want none so. of this, sir. But, you know, I was thinking, uh, interestingly, that because of the pandemic and the way things are being uh, I haven't actually seen you face-to-face very you much and over I, the last eight months. I, I think I'm still gorgeous. You see my attire today? Uh, I know people are not in the studios, but, you know, I put the glasses on, you know, because my I'm look, I'm shining so much. I'm trying to cool it <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah, you do have a little Magic Johnson look to you. Hey, you know, I, I wish I had some Magic Johnson money, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's we both yeah. won't be here. We be gone and B two, our engineer, we all be gone somewhere. We ain't it. You know, no disrespect to 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 what the blessing that we got here. Yeah, of you know, course. with the university, but we would be gone if I had some Magic Johnson money. I'm here to tell mm-hmm. you. Okay. Hey, you know what? Let me get back to that in just a second. But, um, you know, we've been talking a little bit about what's coming up here on November 3rd, uh, obviously the election. And it's a um, an athletic department, a Westcliff athletic department mandate that there will be no practice or games or anything taking place on November 3rd. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that is a mandate that came from you, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that that is. That that's to have heart. our athletes, right? That's to have our athletes. Almost all of them are 18. There are still a few that are 17 at this point, but right. um, that have to get to the polls and they need to vote. And because of that, it's such an important day. Uh, nobody, not one team or one athlete is going to be practicing in an organized practice yeah. come and, come Tuesday. And, you know, I thought of that way before we were in this pandemic. I mean, I remember where I got that thought at. I think I was a... Uh, um, I was in Spokane, Washington, okay. know, visiting uh, my son. You know, this was early. Yeah, this is, you know, really, it was early, you know. It okay. Was, um, and I thought about it when I was out there. 
And then, you know, I thought about it again. I was like, hey, you know, mail-in ballots and everything else that's going on. And we got athletes from different, you know, uh, states that need to get registered to vote. And, you know, California traffic. And, <laughs> you know, the media has spun that this is the most important election in ever, pretty much. You know, if you, that's how they were spinning it, right? At sure. the time, uh, that was the narrative. And I was like, hey, I, I don't want to be, uh, um, I want to be the solution of voter suppression. I don't want to add to it, right? Because I can't imagine if you're telling me this is the best concert in the world, mm. that it wouldn't be a line, right? Sure. And, and, and when you look at your check, if you're fortunate enough to have benefits, they only give you two hours, bro. <laughs> right to vote yeah. that's, that's not true. happening that. in the black community right yeah. it's not happening in other communities and we don't want to talk about you know um we don't give enough credit to lebron and some of these organizations and owners you know uh, who are turning arenas into voting sites so that can actually um change so you don't have to stand in a line right forever just yeah there vote. are there yeah. are 16 sports arenas that are going to be voting yeah. centers. Yeah. You know, and that that's huge. And that is, that's a LeBron James, you know, his yeah. influence. Yeah. That I was, think what's that, that was... uh, every, what, what's the, his campaign for that Sherman? I can't remember. What is it? Every, uh, every yeah, vote, I'd... every vote counts or something like that. And we have to look yeah. it up, but I'll it's a great, it it's a great campaign. But back in the day when I was a MTV head and, and, and BET deal, I think it was rock. The vote was really huge. Right. Back in the day, but right, I think I remember that. Rock yeah, the vote, yeah, you know, so you know, so my mind still goes to to that place, like hey, let's rock the vote or whatever. But I think we've been doing a great job, and our youth and has been doing an awesome job. The millennials and the Gen Zs, and I'm not disrespecting our baby boomers who do it, our Gen Xs that do it, who who paved those ways and and making those difference because. That was the population that actually decided that they wouldn't sit in the back of the bus, that they was going to march on Selma. You know, um, it was good, good trouble, as as our great friend, uh, you know, John Lewis, you know, the late John Lewis would say, right? We need yeah. to get in some good trouble. So I really felt impelled that Westcliff University Athletics Department got into some good trouble. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. allowed our athletes to to go ahead and be unimpeded with their civic duty. So that was it. And I wanted to be a part of the solution, you know, not the problem. So, yeah, and, and it was unpopular. And, and now I believe a lot of people got on board. I know Coach Few in Gonzaga, you know, he he was out before I was with it. You know, sure. So, um, he has some influence in my thought process as well, um, because I just believe you know that they, they run a great, a great organization over there, and everything they do there as well. So, um, but yeah, that's just iron sharpening iron. You know, when it comes down to it, Sherm. Yeah, yeah. Iron well, sharpens iron. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, overall, to, to kind of recap a little bit, um, you know, it, with the number of athletes, and we'll talk internationally, not just the United States, but internationally, because there are. International athletes like Ronaldo, as an example, 
um, and, and Adesanya or John Jones. You know, we're, mm. we're talking U, UFC. Yeah. Every sport, there are there are huge athletes in every sport. And I apologize if I'm overlooking anybody in any particular sport. They out there, sport, and they know that we we not they trying are, to disrespect. But, but how how is it that we have so few names of all these thousands and thousands of athletes that are driving the narrative? Why, why are there, I mean, I can only think of maybe, oh, I don't know, five or 10, you yeah. know, and most of them are coming from the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, you know, the platform, you know, like every, every athlete today can't use media, not publicizing their initiative as a, uh, an excuse, right? Because they have social media. Sometimes they're in front of it before anybody else. I mean, right. stringers, you know, which gets, you know news first most of the time to the big news outlets you know if they can get the story then so can athletes right you know so i mean so it's it, it can be done it's just you know um the people around them their camps you know who's educated about who's educated and aware we like to say you know today who's woke or not you know you just got to be conscious about it and uh and, and but here's the deal though sherm you got to be intentional in, in certain spaces. And when you talk about social justice and, and, you know, that kind of deal, you have to be, you know, intentional about what you're doing and you have to be educated about the message that you have. And, and then for those on the other side who say, well, I don't want political views tied into sports. This has been going on forever. Oh, forever. How Come on, you know, shut up. Uh, they stupid right now. That's a stupid oh, yeah. statement. It's been going yeah, on I mean, forever. Politics They're synonymous. You can't get them apart. It won't be a true. Problem. That's true. They don't necessarily mix in the most positive of ways. They Just look don't. at the history. Look at the history of the Olympics in politics. You know that's that's a really a really dour time. Right. But but, but everybody loves everybody loves Vegas, right? <laughs> okay. You can't separate the mob from Vegas, can you? No, that's true. You that's can. true. You know what I'm saying? No, it's, you, and you, it's gonna it's probably always gonna be that way. And, and it but is who's what gonna, it is. But my question to leave you with is, who is next? Who is going to be the next sports figure to pick up the baton, run with it, and make it bigger and better than what we have now? Somebody's uh, going to have to step up, whether it's a player, a coach, an owner, whoever it is. You know, it's we need we need more LeBron James. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just say it starts with me. And I think it starts with you. Okay. I think the okay. power of one is great. Yeah, but the power so, of two is better. It is always better, yeah, you know, so infinitely. I think that um, it starts with us collectively. It's something that one person doesn't get over the hump, although one person probably hand would be raised, but it's a collective effort. Mm -hmm. It starts with everyone, yeah. right? It starts with everyone drawing a line in the sand. In every, I mean, think about Cesar Chavez, right, mm -hmm. out in the fields, galvanizing people right yeah you know yeah, okay. it, it starts with everyone right it's you know we have to understand our net worth and uh, how we influence the sectors that we are in right now and dominate those sectors and collectively use our platform to blend with other platforms we can't be afraid of collaboration the sharing of information we got to come together mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And and okay. that's how it has to happen. That's across all color lines, right? All political views. It just comes down to, bro, right is right and wrong is wrong. And you know when you see wrong, 
Call know, it but, out. Yeah, but I, I don't. You know that is so subjective. I, it I'm is. on. I'm on. Hey, is. I'm on your court. I'm in your court because you and I, I think, are aligned pretty perfectly. But you know, there's going to be somebody else whose view is 180 degrees opposite, and Absolutely. they believe they believe in their heart they're right, which yeah. is the essence of politics and sports. It is obviously. You know, we have a two party system. And but, one but party it, thinks it was one time, way and though, one Sharon, thinks the other way. It was a time, Sherm, when it was okay to disagree respectfully. Yeah, right? and we had a loyal opposition, which we Absolutely. do not have any which we do not have anymore. We don't. Yeah, we and, don't. And it's become, as I mentioned, the word divisive a while back. Very How, it it's it you need that influential sector to say, hey, look at this point of view and tell me why. This is the wrong point of view or the right point of right. view because you, you, there is, I don't think there's, there's a, I, I, I don't want to necessarily say it's black and white. There's usually a gray area, but in many instances now, there's no gray area. You're on one side or the other, yeah. and you're fighting to get the other side right. to see your point of view. Well, the easiest way to get the point of view of the other side is affect their financial capital. And, uh, and right. that's the reason why we see what we see. You know, okay. when they said, hey, we wasn't going to play in the N N NBA, hold on, hold on, what you mean, my, my money ain't coming in? Right. Okay, it was right. not my, It was not about the topic. It was about, I'm not making money? Oh, it hold the hell up. Is. I'm, I'm going to have to make is. some money. Right. So you want to get somebody attention, you know, you, you cut the check. Hmm. You say, what the hell, hold on. Mm -hmm. I got to mm -hmm. come back down from this G5 and see what the hell's going down, you know? <laughs> Down below, what's going on? Like, hey, okay, you get a man's attention and a woman's attention at the bar when you say no moss, no more mm -hmm. mo Hey, you don't get no more. I cut you off. What do you mean you cut me off? Yeah. Okay? yeah. You know when you used to be out running, you know, as that, you know, um, face in the night clubs and all of a sudden they call last call for alcohol and everybody, what? The lights flicker and everybody like, hold on, I gotta get to the bar, right? Yeah. So yeah. when you when you uh, exclude people, right, or cut them off financially, you normally get their attention, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. sometimes you know it is it, the only way. You know, yeah. um, folks from my community like to say people don't understand anything until you bust them to the white meat. You got to put hands on them sometimes, right? They just don't understand a logical conversation. Uh, right, they got to put hands on them. Got to bust them to the white meat. You know, you okay. don't want to get bust to the white meat. No, you know, I get it. You know, yeah, you, I get it. You know, it, it gets to that point. But, but you know, everyone at some point has a tipping point, and we just have need to find what that tipping point is to make mm -hmm. change. And hopefully, yeah. you know, what we're expressing. You know, I was just talking about, you know, putting hands on people and busting them to the white meat. But uh, that was just a figure of expression. You know that I was relaying. Of course, we want everything to be peaceful, right? And um, and and doing things within the the body of the law, you know, uh, within the law, you know. But you, you know, have a right and a civic duty, right, to vote. So please go vote, and then you know, you know, find out where you can volunteer to make a difference in someone's lives. And I think if we can start there, that's a great starting point, right? It's not going to solve every problem, but what can you do within your space to be an advocate of change? So that's what I um, is challenging those who listen to us on a regular basis. Be the advocate of change.
Start mm-hmm. it. Start from your house and work your way outside and and be the difference. And and if you can do that, then we all collectively can be better. Okay. And you know what? That is leading us right into the number three of our five C's community. Absolutely. By making by making a tremendous change in the community. Absolutely. All right. Now, you know what? We could probably talk all day about this because there are so many topics to discuss where we're in the middle of our run up right here. We're just a few days out from the election. So on the other side of the election, we'll talk about what happened and some of the uh, some of the results. What I want to do now is uh, leave our listeners with a couple of really cool sports quotes. Do you have any quotes by any chance? Because there's no more quotable person I've ever seen in my life than Sean Harris. What? You've got... You, you, every day you come up with a colloquial a colloquialism or or some kind of saying, and they're right. all very unique. They, um, they do drive. They do drive. Uh, they are the fuel to my fire. Yeah, my yeah. The, yeah the, as an example, the first time I heard everybody prays for rain, but then you got to deal with the mud. I heard right. that from you a little over a year ago. You right. always have some kind of some That's kind a great of saying. African proverb, man. It's, it's very good. I will say, I will drop this one today. Okay. Ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines how well you would do it. You can do whatever you want to do. You just got to believe. Hmm. Yep. I like it. I like it. Man, you and you always manage to put something like that on our WhatsApp. Try to so, every day. Yeah, I live try by to it. every day. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll leave you with one. And this is a standard one, but it, it is still uh, rings loud with me is that uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yay, yay. Absolutely. All right. Two really good sports quotes. Well, Absolutely. And guess what, y'all? When you come to Westcliff University, it's a no-excuse zone, baby. Because guess <laughs> what? Difficulty has never been, you know, um, really an excuse that history will allow. Hmm. We don't, well, we don't make excuses here. We don't. We don't. We we level have, up, we baby. Ha- we, we level up. We have up. no no white towels. We don't tap out. Yeah. Okay? All right. We don't tap out. Very good. All right. Hey, uh, again, a lot to talk about today. And uh, thanks for joining me as always. We are going to continue our podcasts and keep an eye out for that because we got some great content coming up. There's so much coming up in the world of sports over the next three or four months. We're going to have to do a lot more podcasts. Are you down with me? I'm down with you all. They like four flat tires, baby. (laughs) See, that's what I'm talking about. You always have some kind of saying. It's great. All right. Thanks so much. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.